Welcome to the Blind Justice Podcast, where you discover the insider secrets of injury and accident cases, and all of your law questions get answered. Now, here's your host, Chicago injury lawyer, Scott DeSalvo. Folks, you're back. I'm back. Amelia's back. We're We're all all back. back. We're back like you can't believe. We're uh, here doing another Blind Justice podcast with Scott DeSalvo, your favorite personal injury lawyer, and my favorite podcast co-host, Amelia Finnefrock. Thank you for having me today. Um, Don't get too excited. You're my only podcast co-host. If I was like Ryan Seacrest and I had like 30 shows (laughs) and I told you you're my favorite (laughs) podcast co-host. It might mean something. Yeah, it would be so amazing. Hey, we're we're gonna get we're gonna work our way up to that level. Uh, I'm not sure I want to do 30 podcasts. You don't? I mean, actually, I don't mind doing it, and I like talking to different interesting people. It's hard to get other lawyers I know or people who want to come on a podcast. Really? Yeah, I've I've asked that. I've even told them like I'll even record it for you. I'll interview you. I'll throw you all the love, and you can use it in your marketing. And people are like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And then. But then they never. Nothing. That's. Whatever, bro. I have friends and I'm like, listen, you can come on, talk about what you do. Like we can relate it, you know, somehow to injury law. And yeah. All I'm, of them are like, that's cool. And then I, when I invite them, they're like, uh, actually, like I'm super nervous. I'm like, You're, why it's not are live, you bro. nervous? It's, why? <laughs> There's no reason. <laughs> We're, we are two idiots sitting in a room. Yeah. Chatting. Literally. Yeah, it, it's funny. Um, the about. couple of guests I've had maybe three or four guests on now, yeah. and they all are a little bit nervous because I think they think in their head it's like live radio. Yeah, and if they screw up, then it's on the airwaves, right? And it's not on. The, I mean, it's on the internet, yeah. but I obviously I can edit the the podcast. So anyway, so whatever. you know, disclaimer to all you hater or there's uh the people who are you know scared to join. It's totally this is all edited. We have a whole team for that. Yes, a whole team. Yeah. and he's sitting across the table from you right now. <laughs> That's the whole team. What? He's um, one man. He can do it all. He's one man who has to do it all because he's too cheap to pay anybody else to do it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> folks, we're uh, we're continuing our Q and A. That seems like a real popular way to do this. Yes. Like, um, it we finally sort of set it, settled on a format. It's a good formula. So, you know, when a new case comes in and people have questions, or if somebody emails me or contacts me um, with some questions, we'll we'll do it on the podcast, and then everybody can benefit. Because I have to assume that if one person has a question. More than one person is probably going to have the same question. Right. So efficient way to answer some questions, maybe help people out. If you have a question, you can email it to me at service at com, or you can just call the office and tell us that you have a question you'd like to have answered on the podcast. Fantastic. Um, also, disclaimer, what we're talking about here is general. Uh, attorneys need lots of details before they can give you legal advice. Mm-hmm. So although – uh, I'm I'm giving you some pointers and pointing out general legal pr- principles doesn't substitute for talking to a lawyer. Absolutely. Make sense? Absolutely. Did I state that? You did. Could I could I have stated it in a more boring way though? No, but like I could have I I can hear your voice on like the CTA. It's like just a dis- disclaimer, you know, grand's coming up, but also this is some general information that you're about to hear. I w- I would Not- love to for April Fool's Day hack into the CTA system. 
That would be and just awesome. Ding ding. <laughs> We're not approaching any stations. <laughs> Stay in your seats. No. People would hate you. Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> but it would be viral. I or mean, yeah, or it would be like ding dong. You are on the green line when they're on the red line. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, it would be hysterical. Yeah, and then we could record. Then we could record it, and then have like some get some reactions, and then yeah. be like, "This was you got pranked by Scott DeSalvo." And people like, "What? What?" And yeah, if be I had, so angry, they'd like look you up, and then they'd like subscribe to this podcast. If I had Jimmy Kimmel or oh, Jimmy yes. Fallon pull, I could pull that off, oh. but. CTA has no love for me. Anyway, um, so do you want to do the honors and read the question? Yes. I was involved in a car accident in Chicago with a CTA bus. It was a four-way stop intersection. I stopped, saw the bus approaching. Oh, what's one of our viewers calling in? (laughs) But the bus never stopped and kept coming. He never stopped at his stop sign. He hit the driver's side of, of my, excuse me, he hit the driver's side of, door of my car uh, and I ended up developing lower back pain. I tried to deal with the CTA myself, but they would never call me back. My father told me I have one year to sue the CTA. My one year anniversary is one month away. Is it too late to hire a lawyer? Do we just to repeat all that? Is that easier? No. Oh, okay. You did a great job reading. Cool. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Sorry, we're just blowing up here, folks. We left a phone. I left. I usually disconnect a phone that's in this room, and now it's not disconnected. So if you guys hear ringing, then you'll just have to deal with it. Just deal with it. Fortunately, okay. nobody calls us during the during the um, during the balance of the podcast. Yeah, well, you're a busy man. You know, people, you're you're getting phone calls off the wazoo. So well, it's good. I, you know, a lot of people call me. I, they don't even have a case. They just have a question. Many of them do have a case. That's awesome. Many of them call thinking they don't have a case, and I explain to them why they do, which is why I always tell people, if you hate me, if you hate the sound of my voice, call somebody. <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there are better communicators and worse communicators as lawyers, right. but um, if you have a case, you should always talk to one. So Absolutely. this is an interesting question. Um, I do quite a bit of cases against the Chicago Transit Authority and there's, you know, a few different kinds. But the the person with the question is correct. Their father's correct. CTA, there is a one-year statute of limitations or deadline to file a case against the CTA. Now, is this just, I mean, is this um, the same elsewhere in other cities or is this just for Chicago? No. So there's um, municipalities, towns, villages, mm-hmm. whatever, townships, sure. cities. Um statutorily you got one year to sue them okay so, so it's the cta is chicago transit authority it's a unit of the city of chicago cool. um same thing with like chicago police okay. you know you, you're you're basically suing a municipality you got one year so got it. her his or her dad i guess it is a her um I think so. her dad is correct you got one year and you have to do something about it um but here's the interesting situation. When somebody calls me with less than three months left on the statute of limitations or deadline by which we have to have a lawsuit filed, it makes me very nervous because 
Um, in order to stay in business, a personal injury lawyer has to handle a certain number of cases, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have cases coming in and cases going out sure. the back door settled, right? So right. you can make money because mm-hmm. we don't get paid until we win a case. Um, so I, it always makes me a little bit at ease. I know lawyers who, like as a matter of policy, will not even take a case if it's that close to the statute. Oh, really? Yeah, well, they don't want to get busy working on another case and blow a deadline. Right. And they don't want to get stuck filing a lawsuit on a case where there's a piece of information that the client didn't know Mm -hmm. or didn't tell the lawyer that make it a completely horrible case. So now you're involved in it. You spend time in it. You you advance case costs to obtain the medical records. You advance case costs to um, file a lawsuit, which costs around 500 bucks. Then if you immediately find out the case has no merit – Usually, lawyers don't go after the client to reimburse those case costs. Yeah. So the lawyer can commit malpractice by not filing a suit in time, oh my God. but he or she can also lose the money that they've advanced in the case. So oh, it can be a pretty big deal. That's high stakes. Yeah. Well, uh, the malpractice is probably the most serious, but also, you know, lawyers don't handle these cases to lose money, right? You got to. Right in theory, hopefully make money on the cases. So what I always ask people for is like, if you're going to ask me to take a case, I mean, this one, it sounds like you're within 30 days of the deadline, but if it's a car crash kind of situation, I want the police report. I want to have a good idea what the injury and treatment was. The police report's super important in automobile collision cases because it identifies the parties Mm -hmm. and the police officer on scene does an initial evaluation of how it happened, what everybody says happened. It identifies witnesses sometimes or other passengers right. who can become witnesses. It identifies um, insurance companies that might be involved. Um, and then with respect to injury and medical treatment, I always want to know that stuff because I've, I've had people call me up and say, oh, I was in this big injury. I had this big crash. And it was a, you know, a couple years ago, the deadline's coming up. Can you handle my case for me? Sure, maybe. Um, what were your injuries? Well, I hurt my neck. Okay. So starting right after the date of the crash, where's the first place you went to the doctor? Well, I went to the emergency room. Okay, great. What did they do for you? Well, they just examined me, gave me a neck x-ray and discharged me with some ibuprofen. Okay. So where's the next place you went to the doctor? next place. I, I didn't go anywhere else, but my neck is really hurt. Well, hey, it's been two years and you haven't followed up since the emergency room. Yeah. It's going to make it really hard for us to prove to a jury that you were injured, right? right? So that's why I ask people right on the eve of the statute, I, I actually do a much more thorough um, interview of the client mm-hmm. then because I got to have it. If they don't have the information for me, you got to meet me halfway. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, you're I, putting your reputation yeah. on the line, so you need to know as much as you possibly can. Another thing I always look for in these situations is, did you give a recorded statement to the defendant's insurance company, mm-hmm. the other driver's insurance company? Insurance companies love to do that because they lead people into answers. That's, that's and now it's, it, now it's recorded, right? Ugh. So that is a strike against a case. If you gave a recorded statement, it's going to depend on the case, obviously. But this is something I look for. And then, honestly, one of the main things I ask people 
when they call me on the eve of the deadline, has your case been uh, have you been represented in this case and a lawyer withdrew or you fired them yeah. and or how many other lawyers have looked at the case? Now, if the I answer mean, is none, probably you got a decent shot at maybe having a case. Sure. But if you're calling me and I'm like the third or fourth lawyer who looked at the case and mm-hmm. rejected it, yeah, you should start maybe worrying. not. Yeah. May, maybe there's something about the case that the client doesn't know or doesn't like. Or wants to pretend doesn't exist. Ugh. That lawyers have evaluated and decided it's it's a really tough case, right? Well, uh, back to the uh, when the insurance company leads you into questions that you know they're able to manipulate. Uh, are you allowed? Like, let's say this was this happened to me, and, and they wanted to get like a recorded um, like segment uh, where they just ask questions. Am I allowed to refrain? Be like, no, I'm not. I'm not answering any questions until I get a lawyer. Yeah, you don't have to give them a recorded statement. Okay. Uh, I tell people not to give recorded statements, and once I represent somebody, I usually don't allow them to give a recorded statement, even if I am present and representing them, because why should we do it? Yeah, It used to be that many insurance companies would ask for a recorded statement, they would take the recorded statement, and then you could negotiate a settlement. But these days, it's rare. Uh, I've noticed in years past when I was more permissive with recorded statements – they're not really doing it to collect information. They're doing it to get you to say things that hurt your case. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I stay away from doing it these days. But here, here's the thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm talking, I feel like I'm giving you good information, but here are the two points you need to take away from this question. Okay. The first one is every kind of injury case has a statute of limitation or deadline. CTA, it's one year. In other kinds of cases with other kinds of defendants, it's all different, which is one of the main reasons why you want to talk to a lawyer. Even if you don't hire one, they're going to be able to probably point you in the right direction to know what your deadline is, A. B, do you have a case? Yes. Can you find a lawyer to handle the case? That's a question that's going to turn on some of the things we talked about. Right. Have you collected all the information? What does the police report say? What does the medical and and injury and medical records say? Have you given a recorded statement? And has the case already been looked at and rejected by several lawyers, right? Yeah, These are the fly. kinds of things any lawyer you call is going to want to know. Right. And, you know, the more likely uh, – the, the better information and the fresher the case – the better chance you have of getting a good lawyer to handle the case for you. So as soon as soon as possible, get a lawyer. Is yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't wait till the eve of the statute because yeah. some lawyers, some very good, very intelligent lawyers I know, who if I had a case, I would I would work with them on it. Like I would consider hiring them myself. Oh, wow. They won't even talk to somebody thirty days before the deadline because wow. they want no part of it. Yeah. So. You know, the other thing to be on the lookout for is you might get somebody who really has no idea what they're doing right. taking the case like, last oh, minute, yeah, but sure. a better lawyer is going to say, Mm-mm. not a chance, bro. Yeah. Anyway. Can you like have a rush rate? Like, listen, 30 days. It is what it is. What are you going to do? <laughs> Folks, thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate it. I hope this information helps you. Amelia, thank you for joining me. You read the Absolutely. question beautifully. Oh, I try. I try. Folks, catch us next time. Have a great week. See you later.
Thanks for listening. I truly hope that the information in the podcast helps you no matter the situation you find yourself in. But you might need more answers or some more direct help. So there are three ways for you easily to find out more and to get help. If you call my toll-free 24-hour helpline, 888-HURT-318, you'll have a couple of options. 888-HURT-318 is my toll-free 24-hour telephone line. You can call that number and speak with my team night or day. First, you can call 888-HURT-318 and you can speak to me for a free consultation about your case or situation. That's always free and no obligation. Second, you can tell the operator that you'd like a free copy of my injury DVD and book. I created the DVD and book and I give it away for free to injured people who need answers but who might not be ready to talk to a lawyer yet. Same deal, 100% free, 100% no obligation. Third and finally, you can check out my YouTube channel for informative videos about the injury case and claims process, or check out my other podcasts for more information and interesting interviews with people who know different things about various aspects of the law. I've put all of this together to help you and to answer your questions. Now, you can also help me, and I hope that you will. If you enjoyed the podcast and if it helped you at all, please subscribe. And if you can, take a minute and please post a positive review of the show. If you're listening to the podcast on YouTube, like the video and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you know anyone who might enjoy the podcast, please spread the word and share it on Facebook. It's my mission to spread good information to as many people as possible. And your liking and reviewing and subscribing to the podcast helps me get the word out. Thanks again. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. It doesn't substitute for consulting with a lawyer. If you have a case, speak with a lawyer right away. Right away.